You're listening to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. Dump Trump, dump Trump, dump Trump, dump Trump. I hope you sing this song <laughs> as the episode started. Uh, join us again. Uh, we're so happy to come back to... Uh, and have you back to an episode of a lady and some dudes podcast unfortunately our lady isn't here today but she's busy out there singing dumb trump as well we want to give a special shout out to uh, obviously philadelphia for the work they did atlanta stacy abrams and the work she did but also we got to give a major shout out to the nba and the nfl we saw massive uh voting turnout we saw massive support uh and we 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 once again saw the value of the black vote so shout out to all the hoteps who've been talking on the nonsense on the side your vote does matter keep it pushing keep voting and keep the pressure on let's make sure that that biden makes sure those hbcu grads like me and alan get that uh get that uh student loan forgiveness for uh, <laughs> for our four years of undergrad but anyway uh with the nba um doing what they did i think they really played a prominent role in and shaping the, the the voters turnout. And I think it, it, it tells the Fox News specialists who say, uh, shut up and dribble. No, you shut up and you, you, you report the news and allow me to use my influence for the right thing. Uh, so uh, what impact do you suspect the players in the bubble and the players being involved in the protests had in affecting the vote. I definitely think um, they, them stepping up and having the, the meetings and having uh, uh, make it accessible for people to vote. You know, people were able to vote inside in California in a, in a mausoleum, uh, cremated area. And aside from all the different um, NFL and I think uh, and, um, NBA stadiums, just keep pushing, 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 saying, hey, we need to vote. And like 90% of NBA players was, were registered to vote. And most of them have never voted before. So I think that push, really, we have to give uh, CP3 and uh, the Player Association for, uh, for the NBA and the, and the NFL. And I believe Major League Baseball played a little part too. Um, not too sure about hockey, but anyone who, especially the athlete side, really pushed this agenda and it came to fruition and to see the numbers, you know, astound numbers of people voting. And especially the age 18 to 29 was almost like 90%. So give a shout out, congratulations, your work, your workers, you have, your work has paid off dividends million times or over. Yeah, I agree, I agree with Phil for sure. Um, I, I do think uh, the biggest impact that they made was on a younger generation and also like the minority communities. Um, and one thing, you know, athletes can do um, that politicians can, can't do is they can make something cool. Um, and a lot of times their influence in making things something acceptable and cool is pretty big. So, you know, shout out to them with everything that they did. And what they did too, they also, um, it's like, it was like covertly, they, they, they uh, made it cool to be against um, hate, which was a cue for like promoting um, the democratic agenda. 
Uh, they didn't say they were um, on one side or the other, but what they did was, you know, they talked about everything that the the right wasn't talking about, social injustice, um, police brutality, and things of that nature. So they made it clear uh, what side that they were going to vote for, and it was more covert than anything. So, you know, definitely shout out to them, shout out to the impact, and I hope that it it's something that continues and now people feel like their voices can be heard. Um, so, you know, it was a great thing that they did. And once again, Kamala, uh, Madam Vice President, we need you to make sure that HBCU stuff goes through, okay? Yeah, right, right. And Biden, and Biden says, you know, he said, he gave us a big time shout out on his speech talking about um, I, the black community had my back and I won't forget it. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to hold you to that, Uncle Joe. We're going to hold you to that. Yeah, the athlete's impact, I mean, honestly, almost you can't come up to any words because same way that Kelvin said when it comes to injustices, you have some athletes. I know CP3 walked to the polls with Winston-Salem State University students to go vote. So the same way to how everything is going on and you're always in front of the camera being an athlete, someone's always recording. So of course you want people to look at you as a role model, as we know some former athletes don't want to be looked at, but especially in a case to where we want people to be able to know that, hey, as an athlete, I still, I can still relate to you because of my skin color or whatever situation that you may be going through. Because as we know, most athletes come from a difficult background. Yeah. So I feel like you really can't speak on like how much that them just being in front of a camera, them just pushing the agenda um, just to vote has impacted this election. Right, 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 right. I agree, I agree. Now, you, you brought up an interesting name once again, right? And Phil said it, Alan, you said it. CP3 played a major role. Now, CP3 is a major influencer both off the court, but especially on the court. And right now, there are teams vying for his services. Now, he's not a free agent. He is a um, uh, on the trade market. Where do you think, game one, he ends up uh, in the NBA? Sadly, I honestly think game one, he ends up in a, in a Lakers uniform. Um, I figure now the Lakers, I really don't even know who their point guard is, but I know Rondo is shopping free agency, and uh, he played a, a real big part. And I don't think the Lakers have a PG. I mean, they have LeBron, of course, but Chris Paul, being his friend, knows how to play on the ball and off the ball. So that's going to, that's going to help LeBron out a lot, but I, I don't know if my guess would be, uh, my guess would be Lakers and I heard he wanted to go to New York too, uh, which I don't believe is true, but my hope is a Philly uniform, baby, put him in a Sixers Jersey. That's my hope. <laughs> you see, I, for me and his lesser career, Lucius career, I would love for him to go to the Lakers. And, and 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 cap it off because he deserves a ring. He's a winner. Every place he's gone, he he have won, in a sense of playoff team and always in contentions. 
I pray and I hope, I hope he do not come to New York. And I hope his, his mindset is not, anywhere I go, I could bring the team over the top. And what will happen to, if he goes to New York, yes, New York will make the playoff because he's a coach on the, but to get that ring, it's not going to happen. I won't mind if he go to Philly, you know, because he will, he will automatically, you know, have those guys doing what he, they need to do to, to, to win. But his best case scenario for me, him to get traded somehow, he gets, he lands in the Lakers with the Lakers, beat the Clippers and win a championship. And also on that way, destroy Houston, kick, kick up OKC, OKC treat them nice. And, and we're not going to see the Hornets <laughs> so and win his championship. Hey, man, look, I don't need CP3 coming to the Hornets because we've got a young core that we're trying to develop. Now, <laughs> one thing one thing that, of course, I think Kelvin just pointed out, we just know there's just two places he want to go. It's either going to be L.A. or he wants to go to um, New York. But interesting enough, I think it's really possible that he could end up in Milwaukee. Mm. I really think because I really feel like if you just have someone who can just be that player on the court that CP is for um, OKC and all the other teams that he's played for, just being that floor general, it makes the game easier for Giannis and everyone else around. Now, if he went out to L.A., I mean, yeah, that's that's good and dandy, but I ain't trying to see that, bro. <laughs> like, real talk, yeah. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to see that. Like, you talking about LeBron, eighty, and uh, CP3? I mean, you basically just formed another like different type of big three. Like, yeah, the, 90, the ninety-four days. Rockets, the n- ninety-five, <laughs> pretty, much, pretty Rockets. much, and like. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, meh. I mean, it it sounds good, but I mean, it's not like it's showtime because that's what people are gonna expect it to be. They're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna be so dramatic that like, oh, we're gonna have the Showtime Lakers because we got CP3 and we got LeBron and we got AD, blase, blase, blase. Like, nah. Like, I actually just basketball purposes to me, I just like the idea of him just going to Giannis, and I actually think that he has the tools to help them get over that hump that they're struggling with. Because whenever they get to the playoffs, they'll play the great the first round. Then the second round, they're going to run into some dogs. And now they can't find a way to score. And they have no one who can just orchestrate the offense. So now it's just like one pass. We're going to give it to Giannis. Giannis, take us to the promised land. You don't need that. You got CP3. He's not going to take you to the promised land, but he's going to be able to do some things that other players on the team cannot do. I think he can take you to the promised land. It's just that those around, if he's not hurt, right, he doesn't get hurt, which shows that if you don't have to play that Dan Tony offense, run up and down for 55 minutes, you know, no. up and down, he'll make it. And two, the NBA did him dirty. Send him to the Lakers. He was already a Laker for like five minutes. Send him back. <laughs> well, I think, I, think, I think one thing that's not being said, he has a hefty price tag, $40 million. Mm-hmm. And Ooh. so I actually don't see L.A. I, what can L.A. offer? L.A., See, the problem with LeBron is LeBron LeBron is capitalism. He takes all your resources. He takes all your resources. And, and, and you build for only him. And when he's gone, you are left high and dry. So 
LA has nothing they can really offer to OKC. So LA is to me completely off the table. Milwaukee is in kind of the same boat. You know, they don't really have, I mean, maybe, I mean, even their draft picks aren't, they're not like, I guess maybe get some draft picks and you have to give a, uh, a piece. But, and then New York, New York is New York. I think you guys are both talking about the wrong LA team and the wrong Brooklyn team, the wrong New York team. I think he could end up in Brooklyn. Brooklyn has the resources. Brooklyn has draft capital. And Brooklyn is, I think, an ideal spot. I, when when, when CP3 says New York, he's not talking about the Knickerbockers, okay? <laughs> he's talking about the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, you put him on that team, and you're not going to have – there's no coach here. Said so, no, there is a coach here. Shut up, Kyrie and, and, and KD. Get off the weed, okay? And if he goes to L.A., L.A., you got to think about it. L.A. has resources. You got Landry Shamet. They have um, draft picks. They have, uh, they have, I mean, LA is so deep. They can give you something back in return. Now, I don't think he'll come to Philly, but the one thing Philly, he offers from Philly is the, the, hear me now, the Thunder don't want to be good. So we can give you our Horford. Take our Horford, baby, take him. He'll keep you nice and average for the rest, for, for at least a good three, the next three years of his contract. As you build your your assets, so but he doesn't want to come to Philadelphia. So I don't think it would be wise for the Sixers to invest in an aging point guard who doesn't want to play with you. And and um, so, but my thing suspicion game one, either one or two things going to happen. Either because you know you have free agency going on right now coming up, you're going to have free agency the draft. Either game one, he ends up in, in Brooklyn or or the, on the Clippers, or he ends up, hear me now, on the Oklahoma City Thunder. Because sometimes it takes time to get the right deal. This draft isn't a sexy draft. There's not a lot, uh, you know, it's a very a lot of unknown. So I, I, I would suspect that maybe the first half of the season, CP3 might still be on the Thunder until they get what they want. Interesting takes, brother. Interesting takes. I, um, I just cannot see him and Kyrie working. It just, I just can't see that. Um, and it's interesting that you said the other other LA team. I'm trying to figure out how they can afford him. Um, you know, if the Lakers can't afford him, how's that? How's that work? I think that. They have money invested in a bunch of areas, and they can take a lot of pieces that LA doesn't have. So that's why I say okay, but the Clippers have no draft picks. Yeah, they don't have no draft picks. Yeah, yeah, and then and then only incentive for them to really do anything. The Clip, I mean, the OKC is unless they want up up offload the thousand draft picks OKC have. And you know, for the money, because most teams say, "Okay, we'll take that 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 hit," but you gotta give us some draft picks. So that's the only way I could see it working out. It's a wild. Okay, that's a wild day when Phil wild. Needs to three team. Me. It is a wild <laughs> day when Phil fact checking me. Oh my goodness! Get <laughs> on your job. Get on your job. <laughs> now moving on from CP3, obviously, you know that's gonna be an interesting market. But then also, there's a report that came out. Uh, 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 this Peter report, to be fair. 
that Devin Booker wants out of Phoenix. Do you think he wants out, or do you think it's just it's just spoke? Are you talking about the best team in the bubble? Are you talking about <laughs> with the best coach in the bubble? Are you talking about the best player in the bubble? Okay, the bubble popped, and reality has set. And I think he's he's trying to do a power play. They got to do something. You know, they do got a new coach. They got to do something to make him stay. So they might be drafting some piece to try to get a superstar in. Um, if not, he's he signed a contract. I think he's with them. He signed an extension. He got four more years. He he, he has no right. leverage. So at this point, bro, right. you, you should have thought about that before you signed that contract. Now you're about to end up like Carmelo Anthony and sign <laughs> that money instead of trying to either leave or at least try to get <laughs> traded before that deal was up. So to me, I mean, if he wanted to go, he would have never signed that money. He wouldn't. I mean, it was five year once about 160. But mm. I mean, hey, it's hard. to. I mean, I don't blame him if he wants to leave, but it's hard to win in the West, man, because we already seen how it played out in the bubble. You got all them teams that are just on the outside, only like a few games back. So I mean, if you want to leave, you better go east for real. Yeah, and that'd be the best thing for him to come to the New York Knicks. I think the Knicks will be the best opportunity for him well, to go. Can't overcome, if um, he can't overcome Phoenix's issues, what makes you think he's going to be overcome the curse that is, the abomination that is, the abomination <laughs> of desolation that is, the New York Knickerbockers? It's, it's, it's sometimes my dream is me. <laughs> that ought to be. I don't know. It's something got to change around for the Knicks. It's been so long. Something, some bright spot, I think. It's something I think Devin will help bring stars, and plus, you know, Leon Rose, and 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 have connections with with Devin. So if he comes to New York, a, a star will a two will come through, and I think will change it change he's around. Isn't he a two? He'd be the number one star. He'd be the oh, star. Oh, he's second I mean, star. So second star. It's the second star. He plays a two. You know, help uh, um, Barrett, RJ learn. I think it will pull more, and plus, the West is like. Alan just said the West is full and crowded. The teams, it's like if if we re we re if we did a, a playoff system based upon the top sixteen teams, the East will probably have four at max. <laughs> I don't know four. They have they have six. They have six. six? De- Devin Booker is lost in the desert right now. <laughs> get but, that man. Get that man out. Free that man. That man. I know you talked about the contracts and I, and I get all that, but I think. Um, you still can develop a trade where it can get him over on a team that can help his brand. He's he's too good of a player to be sitting there not making all-star teams and whatnot. And my, it, it's, it's just now, it's the point, um, when I look at his game and what he brings to the NBA, he should be he should be a little bit higher than what he is right now. He's like in a Bradley Bill situation. I think mm-hmm. you bring him over to a team that that that's that's a police, a playoff team. And you let that man let, let that man do his thing, and in return, you get a lot of assets. So you're not gonna you're not gonna just lose him and not get a lot of things. Somebody's somebody has to give up more than what they gave up for Paul George trade for Devin Booker, which can put your uh, franchise in the right place. So I think it can be a win win for both. But I think he tried his best with Phoenix. Phoenix is not it's not going to work. Um, it's time to, it's time for both teams both sides to separate. Uh, his best fit, honestly. If you want to talk about it, the best fit for Devin Booker, Sixers, Sixers. Ben Simmons doesn't want to shoot. He'll get him the ball, and then him and B will just put him work. But you know, obviously that's a pipe dream. But 
the crazy thing is four years, Devin Booker is how old, 23? So it, when he hits his prime, yo, that, that free agent market, market is going to be crazy. We got to try to do it. I mean, I think I'm thankful the Sixers have – well, I'm going to try to turn this into a Sixers show by any means, but I'm thankful we just got Maury, Daryl Morley, because if somebody can make, make that deal happen, it may be him. And I'm willing, I'm willing to mortgage my whole future to get uh, Booker. Oh, yeah, Devin Booker. I mean, you're set for the next 10 years. Devin Booker, Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid? Gee, please. Yeah, I would do it. I would do it. But, uh, yeah, so we'll, 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 see, we'll see what happens with that. But um, I think maybe he said something and it kind of leaked, but the, his team is trying, to, is trying to squash it. So they don't want the sharks to come in the water. No, there's blood. Oh yes, there is blood. The twenty, he's twenty-four years old, and but you know what? If the trade and just to add, up, if a trade happened, you know you have to give up MB or Ben. You gotta give up one of those. So ben. I don't think, but I, Maury, yeah, yeah. You know what? Maury, he would probably make him give him kitchen sink and they get fooled <laughs> and take it. So you know, I won't doubt him. I won't the only other him. GM that's better that 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 at just taking your cookies. Is um Jerry Danny, West? Oh, Jerry, Jerry West, too, both of them. Danny, Ainge, it is Danny Jerry West. Ainge. They will take your cookies. You be like, yo, what did I just get? They're good. They're pretty good at it. Yes, yeah, so you good. ice in Alaska. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, you know, Calvin, you brought up uh, Daryl Morey, right? Morey made some interesting statements this week uh, as he was uh, introduced to the Sixers this 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 week. He said that Joel Embiid, he sees Joel Embiid as a championship big. Is that fact or fiction? It, I mean, he's a he's a victim just like everybody else. Um, <laughs> you're a victim of viewing players strictly off potential, and it is it's pointless to me to view Embiid. He could be he could be whatever he wants to be. If he puts in the work, it's a big hypothetical. So I don't really care about what he can see and be doing. If Embiid doesn't change his attitude, he doesn't change his work ethic, he doesn't change his mentality, which is a lot of big ifs. If he doesn't do that, it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter what you see him as. You're supposed to say that. So a lot, so it's all up to Embiid. If you're going to make him do those things, are you going to find a way to, to get him to that level? Then, yeah, I, I mean, I'm with you. But to me, that goes in one ear and out the other. It's irrelevant what you say, what you think, bro. It's irrelevant. May I add on to this? Hmm. Could it be that his statement is correct, but not for the Sixers, but to somebody else? Because Maury, he, he was, like we just said, he will sell anything to you and, and, and he'll get you to buy whatever you, you know, what he wants to get rid of. You know, uh, his junk is somebody else's trash. He kind of gets that into a mindset. Because we know the last team he he constructed, and he constructed the Houston several different ways. Any way that the coach wanted, he did it. Small, big, long, tall, uh, one star, two star. Whatever he needed to do, he'll be able to do. Could it be that he's selling? He believes that, but it's not for the 76ers, but for somebody else's team because he already eyed maybe mm, Harden or, or, or somebody else. Yo, do not bring Harden. He did not come here to recreate Houston. Houston was a disaster. Houston, Houston. I mean, he he put together teams. They they were they were contenders. But but mm-hmm. you have to know at this point, Harden may not be a championship player. 
Mm. Harden and Westbrook definitely together are not a championship duo. But And so here's what I'm saying. You don't come to this organization and the franchise doesn't bring you in to say, okay, blow up the roster. You don't, you don't inherit a, a roster that has has potential to become and grow into a championship roster. You have to see if you can make it work. Mind you, they had Brett the Clown Brown as the head coach for the last umpteen years, right? So you can't break them up without putting a championship caliber coach and giving him time to work with them, maybe probably two to three years. I would say more so two. You can't do one because this year is going to be like a blur. This year is going to be a blur. So it's going to be hard to tell. But give them two years and see if Ben's going to start shooting. I mean, you know, this is, you know, these two stars are great, but they're dysfunctional. But look at this, Maury, what he did. He's a statistic kind of guy. And uh, stat people generally look at games at 10, right? And that's, and that's what happened to Carmelo. Carmelo was still useful. He was still a good player, but the, what they wanted him to do, he didn't, they, he didn't, he didn't produce. They wanted him to be a spot-out shooter, and you know that's not his game, right? So here's the thing with Maury. He's a stat guy. And the stat shows, and B gets injured more, right? <laughs> and often, and B. <laughs> so I'm telling you, 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 I prefer I would keep in B because he's a once in generation lifetime guy, and he could he could do more things than a little more things than Ben. That's my a, a little a little more a little more. Let me go ahead and squash this right. Go now. ahead. Um, <laughs> nobody's being traded. Probably like what Evan said. Probably. Within the next two years, I wouldn't expect anything to happen unless you see some type of make major progress. But is he? No. As Kelvin said, potential. If he gets better, like you got to show up in shape. You need to stay in shape. When you hurt, you still need to work on what? Being in shape. You can't. You got to be able to dominate night in and night out. Don't just try to get up for the big games and show up small and just show up big in, in the games that they matter, but they're not the statement type of games that you need to make. Like, I mean, everybody has potential. The question is, are you hungry? And B has to be hungry. Yeah, we not see- McDonald's not- hungry either, right? Exactly. Not Chick-fil-A hungry. <laughs> we know you McDonald's and Chick-fil-A hungry, bro. We, we know. We get that already, bro. We need you to have a KG mentality, man. The great Kevin Garnett or Tim Duncan or these guys that play your position at a very high level. We need you to be that, bro, and you're not. And so I, I don't I agree with Evan. I, I don't totally agree. I don't think either one of those guys get traded, but I still think you can keep both of those guys if you can bring somebody in that can score the ball. That's a professional scorer. That's all we need at Philly, I believe, is a professional score. Somebody can get buckets um, because I believe what, you, what these two guys do on the defensive end um, cannot be copied, and it's, it's a rarity. I mean, you got a Plus guy that plays the one through the five defensively and be his legit shot blocker. Uh, then you got Thibault and guys like that that's defensive-minded. So if Morgan just put, bring another talent that can score, we can be good. Yeah. And to be honest, if you look at the staff that – that Doc Rivers is building, he's building this thing to be a defensive juggernaut. Like, 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 like Detroit Pistons, bad boys one and two on crack type of defense. Mm-hmm. 
So um, I think I think when he's talking about him being a championship big, he's talking about baseball potential. And the only thing really B needs to do is come in shape and stay in shape. If he does those two things, I think it, he becomes a problem. I mean, you're, if if Embiid's in shape and not chugging milkshakes on on and, and getting food poisoning, we 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 dominate the Raptors. It doesn't go to seven games. All right. So so yeah. So yeah. So sorry. I know we're gonna transition, but I need. I think I need to say this too. Not just being in shape. He has to have a good mentality, man. Because that Raptors team, we had Jim Jimmy Butler, so. We can we can clear up a lot of his deficiencies with a prime time playmaker, you know. But if we don't get that guy, he has to change his mentality, man. If he be in shape and still be that still clown dude that wants to just dance and cross people over from the three point line, like, bro, if you still do got that mentality, we, we just gonna have contention because Ben Simmons is about that life of trying to be, um, trying to win basketball games. So his demeanor is always about winning, even though. You know, he hasn't transitioned to a, a scorer, you know, that we all know that. But as far as him, like, being focused and not playing around um, and being about the team to win, I think I think Ben has it. But in B, uh, it's, it's too shaky. For I don't know if Ben does. Ben is always with the Kardashian in the summer. He's always in L.A., always talking to his homeboy, his god brother, Bron. You know, like, Ben, like, dude, I need you. In two years. He's not developed a jump shot, not even a mid-range. I, I, I'd rather have a goofy Embiid who at least can put up buckets on a consistent basis when he doesn't have an owl for clogging the paint, looking at him like, hey, how you doing today? I, I, I get you, but and we had we had one of them in our bubble playoffs, and we got swept. <laughs> I don't think that but, happened. But, but, to be fair, but to be fair, how is Brett Brown guarding that pick and roll? Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I hear you, but I'm just saying, I just think, I think in B, uh, if he wasn't scoring the ball and just demanding the ball to touch the ball, every possession, we would have been a little bit better too. I don't know, man. I, I think that's a story for another time. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. <laughs> is, that, is that a Knickerbocker fan? There, yeah, here he is. Yeah, there he is. He didn't, his team didn't see a bubble, so he his team ain't playing for <laughs> a long time, man. You can't, you can't blame me. Hey, y'all came home soon, too. Soon enough, y'all was home right next to us, so no worries. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so transitioning. Interestingly enough, the league and the players came to an agreement, and the league is starting December 22nd. Draft is November 18th. Training camp starts December 1st. Is this going to work, or are we going to see a rash of injuries? It's going to work with a rash of injuries, and that's all we need. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to happen. They need the 72 games. They need to make it happen if they want that money. So in order for them to get that money, and we know some of the revenue generated is for people to actually be in house sales with, you know, sell, um, items such as shirts and drinks and, food, you know, within concession stand sales, it's not going to be there. So they need to get their butt there, make it happen. But I think even this season is going to be a, such a quote-unquote asterisk because it's unknown what they're going to happen. So it's going to happen, but injuries will occur, just like you we see in the NFL. Get their butt there? You say get their butt there or butt there? Get their butt over there and oh, work. Man, I was about to say, I, I, don't no, know, no. I don't know what you're talking about. No, no, get <laughs> their butt over there and work. Believe it or not, I think there's going to be a lot of load management this year. 
Yeah. I really yeah. I, I see it because it's just like, yo, you already you already coming in. Like I know like some of the some of the teams that were in the bubble, they've already had like their little bubble training camps going on. So that I like when was that? Probably back in like August, September. So I know they've been working on stuff, but for all the other teams, especially who've been in the playoffs a little bit longer, um, it's going to be taxing on them a little bit more. It's almost like how you can say like a team that goes to the championship or to the finals and over time, like those minutes just add up to your body. I feel like we're going to see a little bit of that this year, but if you want to get paid and a lot of these players don't get that, that max money, uh, they're showing up now. Would I expect LeBron to play? I expect LeBron to play here and there, probably in the beginning, just to get his body back to where he wants it to be, especially just playing as many games that they're going to play. But, I mean, it's. I think it's going to work out. I think a, a lot of players are going to be a little bit more tedious to how they handle their bodies in this uh, interesting season. Yeah, and... um. Honestly, I think they're going to treat the beginning of the season um, almost as a preseason because now you got to, you have to look at your season differently than you did in years past. So because you got the 72 games, everything is shortened. They're just going to have to, they're going to have to just uh, change the process of, you know, how they align the season and what they do and how they figure out uh, rotations. Everything is going to be on the fly. So I, 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 my, my, my opinion is you're not going to see good basketball until around game 30, uh, game 40. You start seeing things settle down and start start figuring out rotations, figuring out what people can do, um, and figuring out how it's going to look in this new environment. So, you know, we just got to be patient as basketball fans and know that we're not going to get a good uh, brand of basketball until, you know, uh, some time in the season. Yeah, I, I I tend to agree. I think it's just going to be sloppy. And I would, you know, if you if, if a team got brought in a new coach or they've got rid of a certain player, add a new player, I think it's going to be interesting to watch. Like, let's think about it. Like, a Ty Lue, well, I think, I think Clippers, they'll probably be fine. Ty Lue's been there. But, like, the Rockets just find, signed a new coach. They're going to struggle initially, I think, because you got to implement your offense. You, you know, the typical stuff you're able to do they're not going to be able to do, not to be able to build camaraderie, not to be able to build these strong relationships. And so um, I think, I think the Sixers initially probably will struggle, particularly, I don't, I don't know if they're going to be able to get rid of certain, certain assets, certain, well, not assets, certain deficits on the, on the roster. <laughs> um, so I think, I think you're going to see teams struggle uh, initially implementing new offenses, learning new schemes, learning new things. And I think the teams that would start off well are the teams that have continuity. So you may see an Atlanta start off hot, but eventually come back down to earth. Um, uh, maybe even the New York Knickerbockers will have um, a decent start, and then and then uh, they'll figure out R.J. Baird and put him in his place. Yeah, so it'll it'll be interesting to see. And I'll be I'll be very interested with it with it with the draft picks how they how they pan out too how interesting that will be as well. What say you? Man, there's only like three on there that you're looking at. And right now, the Hornets are talking about taking someone else at number three that's not in the top three. And I'm <laughs> I'm I'm about to lose my mind. <laughs> who, who you want, Alan? Who you want and who they talking man, about? Man, look, man, look. I just want whoever's left. 
they're, <laughs> they're trying to get a kid. They're trying to get a kid from uh, USC. He's like six nine. He's very long, very athletic. But I'm like, yeah, we need a shot blocker, but we need someone who's going to like change a franchise. Like we've had those opportunities and squandered it, and we're about to squander it again. I pray we don't. But yeah, another Bismack Biyombo. Real talk. That's what they're saying. <laughs> Listen, I I have really right now, I don't I have I have no idea what's gonna go what's going on. You know, I haven't been able to see really film on these guys just a little bit of college before COVID hit. So I this year scouts are gonna really earn their money and and those who are able to you know really weed out the process and get these guys in because some of these guys having one on one solo you know solo uh. uh Pros days and you know not really getting to interact. Never got to see them how they act under pressure during uh, March Madness. So it's a, a toss up, and you know whatever the, like you really depend upon the Hornets getting a good draft pick. Good luck, <laughs> and the Knicks. <laughs> so uh. this is the uh, this is a this is the Giannis and um, Kawhi Leonard draft. <laughs> Uh, meaning, like, somebody's going to get somebody that's going to be really good, but they're not going to be in the top ten. I was thinking, I, I, I was thinking the exact same thing. <laughs> You're going to be able to find talent at the back of the draft, and everybody's like, yo, he was this good? like Right, know? right. But honestly, I, I honestly think that it might be two of those guys in this draft, to be honest, because you really just – you just how how they usually scan and scope uh, the talent they could, they were not able to do that now. So it's really no way they're going to be able to try to, to try to figure out who's who. And me, for me, I do not think Lonzo ball, the mellow ball is a top three player in this draft. Just me. I don't, I don't think that, but right now he got the hype. He's always had the hype. He always had the following. So now people are sold on him. So I just think if he's, that's one spot right there that I think they're going to get wrong. And because of that, that's means somewhere between 10 uh, and the remainder of the first round, you're going to find maybe two possible pieces that's going to be uh, game changes in the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as we conclude this episode, I want to know, and this may shock you, we didn't plan this. Give me your hot take of the week. Any, any subject, any topic, a hot take. Bucks are winning the Super Bowl. Oh, the Milwaukee Bucks, not the Milwaukee Bucks, the Tampa Bay Bucks. I said, Allen, that's possible, Allen, Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Ooh. The New York Mets will win the World Series. <laughs> Man. Harden comes to Philadelphia shaking my head. Nope, nope. Here's my hot take of the week. Victor Oladipo will be a sixer. Game one. Oh, I don't like that either. Not me either, but that's, that's my take. Thanks for joining the dudes of the latest to do podcast this week. Look forward to seeing you. Happy to have Dion back next week. We have a, a special conversation coming up, so look out for that as well. And uh, we will uh, see y'all later. Thanks for joining us.
Thank you for tuning in to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes. Please remember to follow us, like, share. We are on Facebook and Instagram. Our Facebook handle is at a lady and that is the and sign, some dudes. Our handle on Instagram is a lady and some dudes. Everything is spelled out. So that's a lady, A and D, some dudes. Until next time.